welcome. It's great to have you here at Door of Hope Christian Church. And for those who are participating online, game on. Game on, and uh, no matter if you're a sports person or not, I think we all understand the term game on, right? You know, sometimes when you're sitting on the couch and uh, you're watching your sports team play and you're kind of getting a little bit despondent in terms of what's happening to your team, it's all but over until that time in the final few moments where the game turns and all of a sudden you sit up in your seat and you say, Game on, game on, come on, that's right, game on. Because when we hear the term game on, expressed with enthusiasm, it signals to all those that are watching on that the team are accepting a challenge and they are ready to get the job done. Now this is exactly what we here at Door of Hope Christian Church are beginning the year. You see, the month of February is when we, the church community, we refocus, we regroup for the year that is ahead. And just like a sports team, didn't the team do a great job this morning? Fantastic, what a great start. Just like a sports team, it's, it's really important that we all know uh, the game plan. We must all know what part on the team we play, what our roles are, and what gifts and strengths that we are bringing to the game. But it's also vital that we understand that the team cannot function to its greatest capacity or its potential without each player playing his or her part. And so, with the anticipation of hope rising in our city during the month of February, we want to express with great passion, game on. And so I'm challenging us and inviting each one of us to accept our position on the team, to be involved in the game and to be an active contributor if at all possible, where possible, of course, physically speaking, in building on the momentum we've already started towards our 2020 vision. It's game time and all that's said and done. Please stand to our feet. We're going to stand and sing our very first song. Please stand because it's game time. And Joel, I want you to catch this. Game on. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time of celebration, of song, of remembering your son, Jesus. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're a God who is good. We thank you that you're a God of love, that you're a God of grace, you're a God of forgiveness. As we open your word now, speak to our hearts, change us, transform us to be more like your son, Jesus, and it's in his name we pray. Amen and amen. I'd like to do just a, a couple of parts to my message here this morning. Uh, in fact, I probably wouldn't call it your regular message, if that's okay, this morning. If you're visiting, this is not uh, probably a, a regular kind of Sunday that we're doing. You're probably already experiencing that in some ways. Uh, but uh, the first part I'd like to, to share with you, I'd like to share with you what God has been laying on my heart, and I think on our team's heart as well. It's from Ephesians chapter 3. Now, before I read from Ephesians, let's get the context of this book. Um, the book writer is the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Paul is writing from Rome, and he's writing to the church situated in Ephesus. Now, he's writing to encourage the believers to walk as fruitful followers of Jesus Christ, uh, but also to serve in unity he's writing to them about. 
and also in love in the midst of all that's going on. They're experiencing persecution. And uh, the key messages is that uh, from this particular book is that the believers are chosen by God. And uh, the importance of the unity of the believers and also that salvation is by grace through faith. Grace through faith, which we'll start to really hear that message come through from this chapter. This is is Ephesians chapter 3. Let me read. This is on the screen. Feel free if you've got your Bibles here this morning or your smartphones and things like that. Feel free. But it will be on the screen here for us this morning. For this reason, Paul says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace. Can everyone say God's grace? God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets." This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promised in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of, say it with me, God's grace given me through the working of His power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, He has a past here, But this grace, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to who? Everyone came on. The administration of this mystery for which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, game on. The manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord in him and through faith in him we may approach God with, say this with me, freedom and confidence. Freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you which are your glory. And then he prays, and then he gets down on his knees, and he says this for the church in Ephesus. He says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray, I pray that out of his, say this with me, glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. 
I love this last bit that he prays here. Now to him, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That verse there, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. What do you think of when you think of that word immeasurably? Immeasurably, immeasurably more. It cannot be measured. We sometimes limit God, don't we? We put him in a box. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you've been through. But I'm sure there's stuff going on. He is able to do immeasurably more. One translation says, than all we could ask, think, dream, or imagine. That's the God in whom you and I serve. The God who is able to do immeasurably more immeasurably more. You can't measure what he is able to do in spite of your circumstance, in spite of your finances, in spite of your illness. Our God is able to do immeasurably more. And I started asking God because of this. I started asking God just a few months ago, God, would you do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine to unleash your power in us as a local church and through us to do a work only you could do across all the generations of our church. Now, in addition, we've also been praying hard for God to give us clarity, asking him, what is it that we should move forward with? And there are several key themes that have been coming to the surface. And although buildings are essential to what we do as a door of hope, the strongest passion is about the beauty, power, and potential of the local church, a pivotal place of hope and transformation. It's our passionate pursuit of those who are far from God to help our neighbors, our family, and our friends, including those not yet known to us, to know God. Because we can't imagine, we can't imagine heaven without them. It's a call to higher levels of devotion in our discipleship that we want to move forward with a high level of challenge by calling out the best in every attendee of Door of Hope. Challenged and called to something more. At the, towards the end of last year, I came across a new couple within the life of our church and they stopped me in the foyer and they said to me that God's working here. We feel like we've been challenged as uh, we feel like we're being called to something more. And so we want to move forward with a high level of challenge and strong biblical teaching that we want God to impact every part of who we are. We want to keep going deeper in our faith, learning more about spiritual practices, and none of us, none of us should ever stop growing. God is leading us to explore other opportunities to do a better job at helping every person in our church to develop a deeper, more meaningful spiritual life. Just imagine, just for a moment, what it could possibly look like for every person in our church to be connected in deep spiritual community, to be flourishing and to be serving and using their spiritual gifts, to be addressing the hard issues of life together in community. 
and be living a life that is truly Jesus-centered and others-focused. Yes, we want to call out the best in every attendee of Door of Hope Christian Church. What if our family, our friends, our neighbors, even the strangers in our lives really started to see that transformation in our own lives because of the devotion that we have to God and His work? We also want to make it super easy for people to engage with us as a local church and Many of us would know that we've taken baby steps with our online services over this past 18 months or so, but we want to create a better online experience. We want our online community to feel connected and to feel part of our church. And at the end of the day, if people are discovering faith online, I think you'd agree that it's worth it. It's also the radical commitment to love. The way that Jesus loved in a world that is so divided so fragile and so uncertain we are called to courageously love as scripture teaches us with truth and grace and here is what god is continually showing us as a church that our church will continue to be a door of hope through jesus christ in a fragile and uncertain world we do so by becoming increasingly jesus-centered and others focused. Our church will continue to hold on to the strong biblical values that have defined us over time. We have no desire to stray from those roots. But we want to recapture that passion and that pioneering spirit that started this church 133 years ago, 134 years this August, in fact, asking what God might have for us next. Because, And I believe this is a word from God for us, because the greatest threat to our future is comfort. Comfort is not our friend. So, we want to hold on to our key values, but look for ways to go after them with fresh perspective and innovation. On the screen behind me right now, here are our six key values. Some of, for some of you, you will know these off by heart. For some of you here this morning, this will be the first time you will see these six key values. First of all, it's powerful prayer, passionate pursuit of lost people, being a positive, caring community, persistent personal growth, purposeful living, and profitable stewardship. We want the work of God to be so strong that we can't wait to engage in all that God has for us. We want to fully embrace and celebrate the diversity of who we are and be confident in who God's called us to be for such a time as this. And we want to see lives transformed, families restored, and make Christ known. And while these are values that we want to keep living out, there are three goals where we want to see movement and innovation in 2018. And I'm going to walk us through those in just a moment. In the meantime, I'm going to invite Blaine once again, our youth pastor, to come and lead us in a time of prayer and inform us of a few things that are coming up. Blaine, please come. Well, uh, just before I bring to you the three goals that uh, we want to see movement and innovation in in 2018, I have an exciting announcement to bring to you that I mentioned at the end of last year that we're going to have two brand new tenants on the Door of Hope site in 2018. And I said, I want you to be the first to know. 
So he goes. I can't tell you the second one because uh, hopefully in the next month or so we'll know a little bit more about that once it's confirmed. But the first one I do want to, to let you know this morning is that uh, it's one of uh, uh, Launceston's well-recognized dance companies who will join us on site, and that is Stompin' Youth. All right? Stompin' Youth uh, have been in our city for, I think, 20 to 30 years, and uh, my wife and I have taken great interest in uh, following their journey. Uh, their heart and mission, as I sat down with their leadership team and our leadership team sat down together, and uh, we talked about the future, the possibility of connecting together uh, as we move forward as a door of hope, and we want the church and the community to be doing life together. Hence, you know, something like the gymnasium, for example. And uh, we've got 15,000 people movements moving throughout our facility each and every month now, which is a wonderful thing. And uh, that'll only increase more and more. And so uh, the Stompin' Youth team, I want you to know, are, are a wonderful team. And uh, their, their heart is in such a good, right place to help young people in our community come, talk, connect, do movement and things like that. They are out there. Anyone else seen their, some of their shows and things like that? They had one in here a few years ago, yeah. And uh, I remember my wife and I, and I think uh, a few others, are out at Hollybank once, and they, they, had, they had lights going, they had tractors. They do things that are so out there, but their heart is good, their uh, motives are pure in terms of connecting with young people in our community. So that's Stompin' Youth. I think they move in this Thursday. Where? Where on site? Um, it's on the other side of the cut. Uh, so uh, it's in a part there. It's not much I want you to know, and they didn't want much. They didn't want much, and so there, it's on the other side of the cut. So on the, where, where the, uh, the, the, the playground is, it's on the other side there in a smaller, not a, not a large space, but a large enough space for them to do what they want to do. So if you see them around and about, feel free to welcome them uh, to Door of Hope, and uh, we do a bit of life together, and who knows what God might do there. All right, three goals that we want to see movement and motivation in the year 2018, that we want to move forward by growing Him in our city, H-I-M, to grow hope, to grow invitations, and to grow mercy. These three things. First of all, why growing hope? Why do we want to grow hope in our city? Well, a simple explanation for that is that because Jesus is the ultimate hope for every human life in this fragile and uncertain world. Is anyone with me? Fantastic. And simply because there are thousands of people in the city of Launceston and surrounding areas without hope, this creates that spiritual urgency to share openly and boldly the love, grace, and hope of Jesus Christ. We want to see people growing spiritually. So because of this goal, we're aiming to achieve 1,000 stories of hope and transformation by 2020. We want to see evidence, by the way, that we're not just building a big crowd, but Jesus himself is actually having an impact on people's lives. And these people are making progress along what we call our hope pathway. And they're experiencing that genuine hope and transformation. Is that okay? So that's goal number one, to grow hope. H-I-M. I stands for, do you remember? To grow invitations, that's right, growing invitations. Well, why growing invitations? Well, firstly, I want to say this. We are an inviting church. We are already an inclusive church. In fact, everybody is welcome here at Door of Hope Christian Church. But we simply want to refocus on what it means to be radically invitational and to create um, really easy entry points for people who are far from God. 
We want to help every person at Door of Hope to have richer conversations and extend more generous invitations because we believe with all our heart that everyone's life is better with Jesus at the center of it. Is anyone with me this morning? Fantastic. So that's goal number two. What was goal number one? Growing hope, growing invitations. And the third and final one is growing mercy. Why growing mercy? Well, firstly, let me explain what mercy is. Mercy is undeserved forgiveness and kindness. You see, it's when a person receives the forgiveness of God through his one and only son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, where they are made right in the eyes of God and are welcomed into his amazing presence. And so because of that, our vision for this particular goal is to take what we have been given so generously by our great and almighty God and extend that to others because mercy is not just about meeting people's emotional, physical, and social needs. It's about helping them get spiritually right with God, who is the ultimate provider of mercy. So there are three goals. What were they again? Growing hope, growing invitations, and growing mercy. Hope, invitations, and mercy. This is what we are committing to in the, this, uh, this next 12 months, 2018. It's where we are going. But a forward vision and new ideas can only happen effectively with engaged people and dedicated resources. And so in my final moments, I'd like to bring three things to your attention. And and first of all, it's this, that there's a place for you on this team. And it's a place that only you can fill. You see, we as a team need you engaged personally. There's a place for you on this team. So if this is your home church, put a stake in the ground and declare that you are with us as we move forward. What I mean by that is um, join us by showing up every Sunday. Engage relationally through connect groups and with people around you and using your spiritual gifts. I'll say this again, that we need you and we need each other. The second thing I'm asking from us each here this morning is this, number two, is that we are trusting God in the remaining weeks of this financial year that your giving of tithes and offerings will be faithful and radically generous. What I mean by this is that we need a fantastic start financially to the year 2018. This will allow us to move this vision forward And what I mean by this is that we need resources above and beyond to do the kind of innovating and expansion that we feel that God is calling us to. We need resources to get our hope kids, our youth and young adults thriving at new levels. We need resources to create and deliver discipleship training to equip parents, grandparents, parents, and spiritual supporters. Training that will help all of us get stronger spiritually in our relational worlds. We need resources to create new tools and new ways of connection so we can call out the best in every attendee of Door of Hope Christian Church. The third and final thing I want to ask of you this morning is this, is that we need you to start praying now. Start asking God how he wants you to engage. Ask him what part on the team you will be playing in moving this vision forward. Because there is a role 
for each of us to play on the team. And that's why we are declaring game on. Can you pass me the basketball there for a moment? We are declaring, thanks, Blaine. We are declaring game on. And I think the Apostle Paul, it's more biblical than you realize. Jesus, it is finished. Game on. He came to do what he did. And he did it so well, leaving the Holy Spirit to empower us in game on, to get up, start sitting on the couch, start praying, start believing. And I am confident as we hear this call for our church, that game on, that God will remain faithful. And so with this sense of hope rising in our city, I have no doubt that he, our God, the one who is faithful, who has brought us so, so far, thus far, as the verse says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or dream or think or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Please stand to our feet as uh, I'd like to continue to pray, in fact. I'd like to continue to pray. And uh, the team are going to finish off with our final song here this morning. I want to pray a prayer over us as we go forward from here with what God has laid upon our hearts as a church. Let's continue to pray. We believe in prayer. We believe it's powerful. We believe that God hears us. We believe that he, he answers us according to his good and perfect will on earth as it is in heaven. Father, you've been so faithful over so many years to this, your church. This is your church. You are building your church, you are growing your church, you are challenging your people, you are calling us because there's so much more for each of us to be a part of. You've been faithful through every season and every era. Father, I pray a prayer over each of us here this morning that you would stir in each of our hearts. Help us, Lord, to continue to be engaged in building the future of our church. Help us to grow in every area of our lives. Help us, we pray to become increasingly Jesus-centered and others-focused. So we become the church that you envision us to be, and we will courageously follow however you guide us. Father, our prayer is that you will continue to uh, do immeasurably more, all, than all we ask, think, dream, and imagine, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we thank God for his word here this morning? Amen. Thank you.